Educator Ewan Blackman hosts the You and Me and the ISD podcast, connecting the community to the local school district and ins and outs of how to work together to improve the quality of education for our next generations. Here's your host, Ewan Blackman. Welcome to You and Me and the ISD. I'm your host, Ewan Blackman, here on the OBBM Network. And continuing our series of uh, candidates uh, running for school board, we're here today with uh, Bonnie Abadie running for place three in the Richardson ISD school board election. Okay, Bonnie, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Excellent. As a way of introduction, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you've done, what you be, and uh, give us a little information about your uh, Sure. Writing. So I am from Louisiana originally. We moved here right after we got married. Early to Quick guess she could. <laughs> Got here as quick as I could. So 32 years we've been here in Texas. I know, right? And I've been married all, th- all 32 of those years. Absolutely. Yeah, that's quite an accomplishment. I go for my high school reunion this weekend. Like, yes. So um, we own a martial arts school. Uh, we come from the hospitality industry. Um, my husband's got a degree in general business, and I've got a degree in marketing. Um, I've also been a substitute teacher in the school district when my oh, my kids cool. were in school, starting kindergarten. I was like, oh, dear, what am I going to do with my time, <laughs> right? Uh, stay-at-home mom and needed some extra income, so I started subbing because it worked with their schedule, right? Um, but, yeah, it was it was really cool. I, I mean, I loved the kids. I, I loved being in the schools. Uh, one of the really fun things to do when you're in a school, right? And then you run into your kids in the grocery store. Oh, yeah. Yeah, love that. right? They, they love that. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, My kids always surprised. They were like, were you in a grocery store, Mr. Blackman? And you shop? <laughs> I'm like, I'm a mammal. I eat, don't I? I mean, hello. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, well, thanks for serving in, in the district. I think mean, that gives you a unique perspective to be a sub-teacher and to be in the classroom. And to see, like, you started way back in 2006, I believe. Ooh, 2006, wow, that's, that's what, yeah, almost 20 years. So in the 20 years that you've done it and you came back and then you took a break for a bit, have you seen a, a general change in education? Have you seen it morph from, from one thing into another? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think that the um, kids nowadays um, uh, moved from elementary school up into high school. And that was another cool thing was to see your little bitty elementary yeah. kids in the high school and we're like, holy cow, you got there, right? <laughs> and, uh, and they're like, wait, you know, and, and, and to see them going, Mine just turned 30, what? so, yeah. How do I know you? You know, and they're like, well, yeah, I talked yeah, about that when you were in elementary school. So <laughs> uh, that, that was always cool, too. But, you know, just some of the lack of respect that these kids have, uh, especially in the uh, high schools and with the technology and the phones, that sort of thing. Um, one of the other things, too, that we've noticed um, with a martial arts school um the bullying that's going on, you know, we've seen an influx of our teens and tweens, right? And so that's very important yeah. to us, you know, to be able to teach those kids how to protect themselves and if they are being bullied or if they see somebody being bullied, to be able to report it to a teacher. Now, do you right? see, have you seen any improvement in, in the bullying situation since the passing of like David's Law they did a few years back? And that's the one for the folks at home. David's Law is where they had an app for the school to anonymously report when you saw bullying happening. And we were told that that would be a, a, a panacea to the, to the bullying pandemic that was happening back in 2016-17. I don't think so because, I mean... You see an increase still? Still seeing an That's increase. unfortunate. And, you know, we've got a zero-tolerance policy in RISD, but I don't think it's being upheld. And I think our principals... And our teachers, they need to hold those kids accountable. Right. 
and have the support to do so. Have right, the yeah, that's part of the equation. Yeah. Is is that administrative uh, support from not just the principal? Because that's one form of administrator. But then you get the uh, the folks up above them, the directors, area directors, area superintendents, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, all the way up the chain. Yeah. So f- f- fair enough. One of the one of the things we look at in in education, and we talked about uh, with some of the other candidates as well, is this idea of technology in the classroom, um, and how does that impact the the students' environment and and the ubiquity of it? Right, it's it's, it's there. Everyone has a, a cell phone. We all have one in our pockets and all the rest of it. And 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 what's your, been your experience? Um, I guess, yeah, it was pretty ubiquitous when you were back in 2017, 16, they had a lot of cell phones out there. They did. What did you see? What was the main sort of thing going on? And then to segue that if we can, uh, some of you might be aware of the Yonder program, which is the, um, the little pouch that put the phone in the magnetically locks for the day and then they can't access it while they're in, in class. Well, I'm against the technology. Sure, we can, we can right. disagree on that. That's we, not, we, not a problem. Absolutely, <laughs> and still be friends at the end of the day. Right. But I think that it is a, um, a deterrent if you will, to the learning. Um, studies have been shown. You learn more writing stuff down. You know, our friend Lynn, she's all about pen and paper and writing it down, reading it. You know, you retain more yeah. as opposed to sitting there doing this. You know, and it's not it's not helpful to our students and their learning. Yeah, F- fair enough. And so, I mean, part of the Yonder Pouch uh, idea. With the pouch, um, right. We I know you'd express some, some concern, like, with the, the cost of that and things. Well, what? Absolutely. You know, I a hundred thousand dollars or yeah, more. Right, for, right, all, for all the school for all, oh, sorry, secondary. Secondary, yeah. right. Definitely don't need phones in the elementary school, but uh, I know that there are some parents that send their kids Oh, they're they're coming out of the the, the, the delivery room and they just grab the first cell phone they find and they put it in their Well and you know, <laughs> the karate school, the little siblings, you know, that's like we got the baby. Well, Elon Musk now is working on just implanting the chip in the brain, right? And then just connect you with technology that way. Trans, what they call that transhumanism? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just Indeed. stutter to. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. So, that, right? so that, that, that's a great. Technology uh, is good, but it needs to be limited. And I yes. don't think the kids need to have their phones with them 24 7. It's not healthy. Right. You know, I, I know just the health issues that I have, my neck and shoulders. It's just, you know, you're constantly having to do this. It, it's not good. And yeah. I mean, I've got a developed body. These kids do not have developed bodies. They're still growing. And just think of the health problems that they're going to have. Yeah, no, indeed. And I think that is a, that is a critical component. And, and we don't address that probably enough is that we right. haven't talked enough about how we take a look at the health uh, side of what the technology does. And you've got uh, what, Senate Bill uh, 2141, uh, which is looking at uh, the littles and technology K through five uh, banning it altogether. So um, what do you what do you think you can do in, in that arena to help? I mean, that's a complex issue, right? I mean, to, to deal with technology and, and it's everywhere, it's ubiquitous. Right. I think we just need to get rid of the cell phones in the classroom. You know, it, it will keep the kids, give them the ability to be more focused you know, on what the teacher is teaching. But but using things like iPads and stuff more judiciously maybe in the classroom, not have it as large segments right. of time where they just have it unstructured. Right, definitely. I mean, there is a, a use for technology in the classroom, but limit it. Yeah, and that, that's a great idea to segue onto uh, the next segment because uh, we're going to take a break here and, and uh, hopefully you guys will stay with us through the segment. We want to take a look at the, the team of eight and how on the school board, how do you work with the other members in the school board and and get them to come along with some of your ideas and then some of your uh, well-thought-out uh, thoughts on technology and how it's better use in education than what we're doing Absolutely. currently. Yeah. Awesome. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. It seems like there's never enough time in your business to get everything done that you need to. 
Searching for the right employees to represent your brand and satisfy your customers was already hard enough, and now there are even fewer options out there. How do you find the right people and keep them? My name is Terrell Tipton with Insperity, and we offer HR services that make your company make sense. Too often, local business owners take on HR activities, wanting to run their business on a shoestring, but that can mean sacrificing revenue-generating activities that allow you to continue to grow and serve your community at the level you want. Call 972-409-4316 today. I'll walk you through Insperity's outsourced HR services and health insurance options and help you come up with a plan that gets the most out of your business and your budget. Insperity provides stability to businesses in uncertain times and has been helping companies just like yours since 1986. Call 972-409-4316 and talk to me, Terrell Tipton. It's time for your business to run better, grow faster, and make more money. 972-409-4316. Call today. One last time, 972-409-4316. Multiple streams of income are the local business owner's new protection against inflation. If you enjoy sharing health insights and helping others live their healthiest lifestyle possible, you can create wealth for yourself and your family by doing what you love to do every day. Call 469-939-8933. Discover how to incorporate additional financial revenue into your love of health and wellness and the work you're already doing, using your time wisely and leveraging networks you already work with. Ready to learn more? Join the Wellness Institute's Corolla Bratis, subject of the book, Look Beyond Tomorrow, to help even more people realize their potential and achieve their health goals. Build a side business with products sourced in North America and protect your bottom line. Call 469-939-8933 today. That's 469-939-8933. Call now. And welcome back to Ewan, me, and the ISD. I'm your host, Ewan Blackman, here on the OBBM Network, chatting with uh, Bonnie Abadie. She is our uh, Place 3 trustee uh, candidate for the Riches and ISD. So we're talking a little bit about um, technology, innovation, a little bit of budget um, and how that looks going forward. Highlight for us some of the things you've noticed in, in looking at the budget, preparing to run for school board. What are the things you're seeing that you want to um, help uh, find solutions to? Well, I think we're um, spending a lot of money on our wants before our needs, right? Uh, That's a big one. $20 million indoor football field uh, that costs four of them, yes, that costs a million dollars a year to maintain. Comes out of different buckets, so to speak. You've got the interest in sinking, INS, and then you've got the O&M, operations and maintenance. So the bond money paid for them, but it's still the INS, interest in sinking, that is paying to maintain those fields. And I was just, we don't write two checks when we write the check for the uh, taxes. Right, right. So, But uh, yeah, so uh, we're not, you know, the school district it's been around for over 100 years, right? We've got some of these buildings that were built in... Over 150 now, I believe. Oh, yeah, that's right. The sesquicentennial. Let's try to say that. <laughs> sesquicentennial. <laughs> been around for a while, for sure. Yes, yes. Um, so we need to take care of these buildings that have been around. You know, that's a top priority. Um, well, don't even get me started on paraprofessional pay. $20,000 a year for a paraprofessional is just... Absolutely that, ridiculous. That's a real number, folks. You thought teachers were paid a little, paraprofessionals getting paid 8 and $9 an hour, making more money if they went to work for McDonald's tomorrow than what they make exactly. in the school district. Exactly. Um, so it, it's 
pretty dis- downright disgusting. So where is the where is the money going? I know at the uh, forum the other night, uh, one of the candidates was talking about uh, the fact that we increased our budget by $100 million in the last five years. That's a 20% increase, uh, 25% increase in five years. Um, and yet we've where, had a decline in enrollment. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's sad because that's going to bring about budgetary concerns of its own we could get into. Where, where do you see some of the some of those number? Where did the money go? Right. A hundred million seems like a lot of money. And, and hundred new administrators. Right. Well, yeah, well, that's, that's true. That's a lot. Of Full time equivalence has increased massively. Massively. Um, you know, and, and we had this discussion on several occasions that when Dallas County Schools, which is our buses, folded, um, I think you said 200. Yeah, about 200 bus employees, and, bus drivers. Whatnot. Um, so, but that's still 900 minus 200 is still 700 employees. 900. So then 900, 900 through Dr. Stone's administration, 900 new employees added to the roles. All the way through uh, Ms. Branham's, because uh, I think 150 were added at the during her tenure, and she's been, how long has she been in? Uh, it's been a, she's been, been confirmed in, uh, just under a year, actually. It'll, in May, it'll be a year. So, yeah, that's, that's very concerning. Yeah, now, I'll, I'll give, and, and I'll give uh, kudos here to, to um, Ms. Branham, as the superintendent, has, has been addressing some of these issues. I mean, it is a hard thing to just lay people off. It's not oh, something you want to do, for sure. A doubt. But at the same time, uh, this thing didn't happen overnight. It didn't balloon overnight. And so exactly. the, these fixes don't come overnight. Um, I do. I do think if you do the math on that, if you take a uh, hundred million dollars and you divide it by the average salary of a teacher, which is sixty-one thousand in the RISD, mm-hmm. you come up with uh, tens of millions of dollars. Uh, last math I did, I think it was thirty-somewhat million, uh, just in that metric alone, um, that you can uh, attribute to the nine hundred teachers. So that'd be you could you could add over fifteen hundred teachers for that kind of money, and that would be you know a great outcome for students because if there's one metric that shows students do better with is smaller class sizes. And we'll get into that, that whole topic at, at, at a later date for sure. Um, talk a little bit then, if you can, about how do you see yourself as a value add to this, this school board, this team of eight um, that, that vote seemingly seven, nothing, seven, nothing. The eighth member, by the way, being the superintendent. Um, how do you view that uh, as yourself on that board, um, building those, those uh, coalitions and, and, and gaps to be filled for folks that might have opposing views to yours? Well, like at the school board meeting, when they're all around the horseshoe, a lot of that has already been hashed out. You know, uh, they've got two meetings a month, right? Yeah. Uh, the work st- session and then the approval session. So um, I think what a lot of folks miss is those work study sessions. They and, do. And that's... It's a lonely place. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's not a lot of room for... People uh, easy up. I'm losing a little bit of weight. I'm losing a little bit of weight. <laughs> no, for, for people to be in. Yeah, it's not a lot of seats. Maybe not 15 seats. seats. Yes. Um, but, you know, they do have access to being able to watch in it online. Um, so I think there's a lot of stuff that we miss out on that is is hashed out. So it's not always 100% agreement. And then by the time they do get to the horseshoe, that is where. Now, if they have a disagreement... In that work study session, I think they need to let it be known that they're in disagreement at the horse. Right, still. open, transparent government. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know they can even refer back to the the work study session and say, "Well, as I brought up, um, you know, I don't really agree with this." So, um, yeah, I, I think that that's. Um, in the light of disagreement, um, having been involved and engaged now in several campaigns in the in the RSD personally endorsing, personally knocking on doors and going out and, and campaigning. 
for folks. Um, the tenor seems a little off sometimes. Have you, have you run into anything uh, untoward in the selection? Are you finding that the people are be, uh, behaving themselves, for want of a better word? Um, get a lot of support, a lot of... Uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> People are like, you're nuts. <laughs> and, well, then not them, <laughs> and then when I tell them this is my third time running, they're like, oh, you're really nuts. <laughs> third time, wow. Third time running, Land yeah. for punishment, maybe third time's a charm, though, right? Third time's a charm, I don't know. But, you know, when I did run uh, 10 years ago, I ran in 2013 and in 2014, and I ran on the premise that uh, we were missing the vote on our special needs populations, the gifted population and... Uh, the special ed population. Um, I would like to think that because of me bringing those to light along with my friend Rachel Chumney, uh, she was more geared towards the SPED. Um, they did audits of the gifted department and the special ed department. And from there, we had focus groups. So then because of that and those focus groups, we now have gifted services in junior high and high school. Wow. We never had that before. Well, part, of, part of being gifted, by the way, is we miss time a lot. So uh, not that I'm gifted. <laughs> but let's come back and, and pick that up in just a second. We're up against a hard break. So we'll pick up a little more into our team of eight and uh, we'll be right back. How long has it been since you've updated your brand or restocked your promotional items? The more often people see your company logos and taglines, the more often your company comes to mind. That top of mind thinking is exactly what grows businesses and generates revenues. So at Big Feet Creations, I've dedicated my time and talent for over 30 years designing and illustrating print and digital products that people love and remember. Now we're adding website design and audio video editing too. Call Big Feet Creations at 469-450-7350. I'm a big guy, and I've taken big steps to help you grow big. Big Feet Creations, 469-450-7350. Call today. That's 469-450-7350. What is the role of American government anyway? Is the role of government to decide where I can go and where I can't? Is the role of government to work tirelessly to destroy vital infrastructure that keeps goods and services from my customers? Is the role of government to choose who can drive, fly, or ride according to mandated stipulations that threaten my body, health, mind, and conscience? Without medical freedom legislation in place, our rights and freedoms are one vote away from being dissolved. Individually, change is improbable. But as an aggregate, attainable, it's time to act with one voice. My voice. And my voice. And my voice. And my voice. To protect our freedom, creating one voice that cannot be ignored. This requires your voice, too. Your voice. Your feet. Your vote. Not just at the ballot box, but training to be a poll watcher, precinct chair, judge, or early ballot counter. So you are doing all you can to protect the fairly counted American vote. Move Freely America. Go to movefreelyamerica.org to find a chapter near you. Plug in, donate, and help our legislators defend our God-given rights under the Constitution. Move freely, America, because my voice and my voice, together with your voice, we're one voice that cannot be ignored. Donate today. MoveFreelyAmerica.org. Welcome back to Ewan, Me, and the ISD. I'm your host, Ewan Blackman, having a conversation with Bonnie Abadie, our uh, RISD trustee candidate for place three. And uh, we're just talking a little bit about um, the visioning for uh, how you work with a team of eight and how the school board operates. 
And, and we've got several things going on right now in, in our districts. And then perhaps some of your districts out there uh, might have something similar going on. The strategic planning, which is a five-year plan that, that determines the course that the uh, school district will have for the next five years. With that, we had a graduate profile. Those are the things we wanted to see, uh, the qualities and, and educational experiences we wanted our graduates to, to be equipped with when they left school. And then we had the North Star, which was a, a simple statement to say that we want all the students uh, and leaders uh, and um, admin within the school district to uh, improve upon their academic uh, success goals uh, from year to year. So bearing all of that in mind, and there's a lot to bear in mind with all of that, uh, how would you plug into that? How would you, because this is all happening without you being on the school board, certainly. Sure. So should people elect you uh, and, and put you on the school board, how, how do you plan to work within that framework to have these outcomes and to improve upon perhaps uh, the work that came before you, right. to stand on the, the shoulder of giants, so to speak? <laughs> Yeah, right. God, no pressure. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things, and I'm glad to see that they did come out with the graduate profile. I haven't read it in depth. I've gone to a couple of the uh, strategic planning meeting sessions, um, but just with my own child, right? He's 22, about to be 23. He's been working for State Farm for a little over a year now, and he's about to move out and doing the taxes and all of that. You know, I mean, these are some of the things he's like, I didn't learn any of this in high school. That sure would have been helpful. I don't know any of this stuff. They tell us all the stuff too, by the way. I think you're playing last week. They tell me this week they didn't learn it. <laughs> right, right. But, but that's some of the financial literacy, but right? Financial literacy, yes, absolutely. So I'm, I'm hopeful that that is part of the graduate profile. You know, one of the things, and I had mentioned this in the forum, that uh, Ten years ago, when I was in the uh, Chamber of Commerce and the, the Education Committee for the Chamber of Commerce was like, what they did a focus group. What are we missing out? You know, what do we want the kids coming out right. to know? And it's those soft skills, you know. So we we that's part of getting rid of the technology because you can't do like this and go. Right, you know, the interaction you have with people. Absolutely, that. Yeah. absolutely. And well, that social emotional learning. They tried to address some of that, right? But it went a bit, uh, what's the good Texas word? Uh, Caddy wampus. <laughs> um, yeah, but they need to know how to shake somebody's hand and say, hey, how are you doing? Nice to meet you type of thing. And I think, you know, and, and we see it with the adults even, you know, they're on their phones 24-7. It's not good for their growing bodies. You know, I noticed it with my husband. He's all hunched over on his laptop, you know. Yes. <laughs> Get your posture straight. Straighten up. Sit up straight. Type in school. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And and I think that um, those are the kinds of things that we need to improve upon. Sure. Right? And sure, absolutely. Press up, and press upon our students that these are important things that you're going to need to know. Yes. And by, by the way, the graduate profile has now been, been set, and uh, uh, right. they did happily put that suggestion forth. Exactly. Literacy. So that, that's a part of that, our future plan, exactly. which, which is great. I think we need those sort of those plans, those North Star, for want of a better word, to, to, to guide us as, as we go through that. So talk a little bit, if you will, about your, your visioning for how you would want to see the future of the RISD look. With all the, we've come out of now this COVID uh, nonsense for three years. Um, it actually officially ended, I believe, a few weeks ago, officially ended whatever that means, but but we, we're moving forward from that now, and we, we're picking up a learning loss, et cetera. What is your vision for how does the RISD look in five years from now? If you were, if you were the on the school board to, to do this planning, sure. what, what's your thing? One of the things that I think we're severely lacking on is 
the basics, classical education. You know, we're bringing in all of these extra things. Let's get back to the basics. Phonics-based reading. I'm sorry, but rote memorization is pretty darn good when it comes to learning your math back. The foundational it is, block you know? on the Oh, I was, I was subbing in a, um, an algebra class. No, it was a geometry class. And the day before was the algebra tax test, right? None of the kids, they were all, where are the calculators, miss? Where's the calculators? I'm like, uh, well, they took them all up for the algebra star test. It's exactly what they did because they could they not for me, for sure. multiply right. four times eight. Right. Oh, know? that's, and I, I'll get that sometimes because I never, I never learned my timetable really well, but, but I'll, I'll use what they now use, math common core thinking to get there but that's because i derived that not because someone taught that to me i don't think you can you can definitely teach that directly to do i don't think i think it's a, a fallacy but i will say uh, a lot of times these kids can't even do like 10 times three without grabbing a calculator exactly like no one learned the 10 times this or 10 divided into something and how much that is so math yeah it's a, it's a great weakness we have we're not going to get any better by being um and I'll, I'll i'll throw this word out there instead of being educators becoming edutainers and that's the problem, I think, to some degree. We are entertainment. I'm the comedian. I'm the court jester. I'm the parent. I'm the educator. I'm the sage on the side, but then a sage on the stage, and then I'm also the guide on the side, and all those things. So, right, right. so how do you how do you navigate that uh, for the school board as as we get to wrap up? How, how would you build those coalitions to affect the changes that you think would be positive for our district to improve upon things and to build coalitions across from you know, some folks on our border are left and some folks on our border right and some are in the middle. How, how do you bring that together? Well, I think we can all agree that, that the kids need to come first, right? And what do we do to teach the kids what they need to know? You know, I mean, the teachers have been in school. They, they went to school themselves. You know, they've got a four-year education, some of them more, right? right? Let's just let them teach. Let them use their knowledge, what they know. Stop bringing in new curriculum every time you turn around. Unleash yeah, them. To unleash teach them. them to teach them, right? Absolutely. And uh, let's just let them let them teach. Let them teach, indeed. And the elections are coming up. Uh, April twenty fourth is early voting, and the election is actually on May on uh, May sixth. So please get out and vote. And if you think uh, Bonnie is the person for you on the school board, and you like what she had to say about uh, how the future will be, I'd love to hear Ms. Rentry. Oh, sorry, she didn't come. But I'd like to hear those uh, future uh, articulations for how we can become a better school district, how we can affect change for our students to be better prepared as they enter the workforce, as they enter the business uh, world, as they enter college, and et cetera. Um, and every, every more, stay engaged, please, forevermore. Uh, uh, get connected with your ISD. And that's some of what we try to do here at uh, you and me and the ISD on the uh, OBVM network. So stay connected with us and, and let's uh, cover some more candidates coming up and uh, see what you think. Good night. You've been listening to the You and Me and the ISD podcast on the OBVM Network podcast. For guests and sponsor information, reach out to Ewan at 214-901-5013. For programming information and permissions to reproduce all or portions of this podcast, please call 214-714-0495. You and Me and the ISD podcast are protected under copyright law, and reproduction without permission is strictly prohibited. Follow the OBVM Network podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and remember to leave us a review. Thank you for listening. Share this with your friends and family for a proactive approach to solving issues in our school districts.